Dantes, and welcome back to our little show we call Tonight on the Rocks. How about a hand for the band, for the community? On tonight's show, we have comedian Andy Main. We also have electronic music pioneer from the band Downcast, David Lilligard. And finally, the man that many believe was behind the Super Bowl blackout, your host, Richie Stratton. Episode 5 of Tonight on the Rocks. Ladies and gentlemen, how are you doing this fine Super Bowl after weekend? Yes! That's wonderful. It's a wonderful time. 1.2 billion chicken wings were eaten during the Super Bowl, everybody. That is a true statement. Toilets everywhere were like, we know, we know, we're absolutely aware. 1.2 billion chicken wings were eaten. There was a lot that happened during the Super Bowl. I don't know a whole lot about sports. I was in Idaho, not a very big sports state. Uh, so... Ladies and gentlemen, coming to do the sports announcements to tell us all about the Super Bowl, we have Will Woodruff, everybody. One of our writers here, Will Woodruff, telling us all about the Super Bowl right now. Hey, everybody. Did you watch the Super Bowl? Know all about it, huh? All right. Really? Okay, I'll just give you the fucking rundown then. The 49ers lost. So I'm going to need a place to stay, Richie. Uh, I hope you find one. All right, here we are. Will Woodruff, everybody. Telling you all about the Super Bowl. There was a blackout during the Super Bowl. lasted 36 minutes. Bane could be heard going, I was born in darkness. All right. <laughs> there we go. I will tell you more about facts. Let's see. Did the chicken wings one. Boom. All right. A lot of shit happened this weekend. On Groundhog's Day, Punxsutawney Phil did not see his shadow, which means spring is fast approaching. Who's excited about that? Warmer weather. Very exciting. I know. It's kind of weird. The rodent-based weather forecast system doesn't make any sense until you realize the town that does it is named Gobbler's Knob. You're like, okay, that makes a lot of sense. Great idea, says Mouthfuck Oklahoma and Blowjobville, Arkansas. All right, there we go. A Japanese restaurant started selling dirt as food. That is a real thing. A Japanese restaurant selling started selling dirt as food. They've actually already started a franchise in America called Taco Time. All right, there we go. That is what we do, Marcus. That was a fantastic rim shot. That was so good. A-plus rim shot right there. Uh, Justin Bieber. This is true, Justin Bieber. Everyone loves Biebs was recently riding horseback in Burbank, California, cementing his place as a true master of his craft, as he will tire in no way trying to create exciting and new ways to produce horse shit. Okay, yeah. No, not as good, not as good. Last one, way better. That one, no. All right. Uh, (laughs) NASA, ladies and gentlemen, and the Pentagon... This is true. NASA and the Panda are working on a cargo blimp that is two and a half size, uh, times the size of the Goodyear blimp, and they're uh, slated to have it done just in time for the World's Fair, 1894. All right, there we go. 
Very good. Let's see. A teacher was recently fired due to her, ha- her past employment as a porn actress, despite her extensive resume working on such, uh, such schools as uh, Ream High, uh, Face Down Elementary, uh, Balls Prep, and School of Hard Cocks. There we go. So there's that one. That's a joke that I just told. Okay. Here we go. A woman in Florida was rushed into the hospital after attempting to kill herself at a Denny's. Apparently, she ate the food. Okay. There that one goes. <laughs> Speaking of shitty food, Burgerville recently admitted that their burgers do do indeed contain small amounts of horse meat. That is a true statement. It was, uh, let's see, the, let's see right here, the questionable flesh came from a handful of farms in Poland. And I just want to say, dear Poland, stop living up to your stereotypes. All right, there we go. Yeah. Sign people who don't want to be look, don't want to look like bigots. Okay, too late on that one. All right, moving on. Uh, baseball star Alex Rodriguez, A-Rod, was denied, denied recent allegations that he has been doping. Hearing this, millions of people had to be nudged as baseball is their uh, trigger word for nap time. So there's that one. Baseball sucks. Hillary stepped down as Secretary of State. Clinton has been called the most powerful woman in American history. She was called that right after Oprah allowed it. All right. Oh, good. Yeah. Oprah joke. Good. Oprah! The big O. That's right. An outbreak of salmonella in the U.S. has been linked to the contact with pet hedgehogs. So far, out of 20 cases, one man has died in Washington State. That is true and a tragedy. Medical professionals suggest immediately getting rid of the hedgehogs by first hitting them so they lose all the coins they collect. And then hitting them again. That should kill them right away. So there we go. Uh, A Tennessee dog. This is true. A Tennessee dog was recently sentenced to death because he was gay. That is true. I thought that was absolute, which means that literally the state of Tennessee is literally dumber than a dog, uh, dog's dick. So that's fun. Uh, good news, though. The dog was recently rescued uh, from certain death by a loving person, obviously on a state. He decided he was going to name him Elton because, let's face it, Liberace's kind of queer. All right. <laughs> Kim Kardashian. This is, the, this is true, and this blew my mind. Kim Kardashian Wanted to get chess lessons from the fir- uh, from uh, what is this um, Armenian gra- uh, Armenian chess grandmaster Levon Ar- Arnonian. Okay, whatever. Thank you for that fun name. World. Uh, <laughs> when asked for comment, Armenian said, "I would love to teach her. I've never coached a talentless skank before." So that's really cool. Kardashian actually won though with her surprise move, uh, horsey to Queenie's. That one castle won. All right, so there we go. Those are the jokes. All of them were good except for that last one. Thank you so much. Play me some walking music, man. There we go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Welcome to Tonight on the Rocks, everybody. We are gonna we have a fun, fun show for you. We have a lot of fantastic, amazing talent, one of which is comedian Andy Main, everybody. Give it up for her. Let her know you are excited to hear her jokes. And very excited. Can't wait to talk with him and learn more about him. He is an electronic music pioneer. His name is David Lilligard, everybody. Give it up for him. David Lilligard, you're gonna see him later. Well, here at Tonight on the Rocks, we have a lot. What just happened there? Something something worth giggling about. Fuck balls, I missed it. What? You have a shoe? I, oh, boy. Uh-huh. We'll do, we'll do get to know the band later there, Ricky, but thank you so much. Uh, oh, God damn it. All right. 
here on Tonight on the Rocks, we actually, we're looking for sponsors. We found one. And I just want to play that for you right now. Here is one of our sponsors here on Tonight on the Rocks, everybody. Let's listen to this sponsor. Hey, everybody. This is Tom Scene from the Scene Company. Just here to tell you about our new pink diamond tennis bracelet. It's real pink diamonds, and these are not just fragments of windshield safety glass covered with or a highlighter marker like our competitors. These are real pink diamonds mined at gunpoint from the most exotic and war-torn parts of Africa. <laughs> It's the perfect gift for that special someone or that special someone you don't want your special someone to know about. <laughs> I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, Tom, how is it that you have such high-quality diamonds but at a fraction of your competitors' prices? And I tell them, as a direct diamond importer, I personally fly to the diamond districts of Karachi and Freetown or any place where it seems like God has forever turned his back to personally haggle with those illiterate, toothless denizens to bring the breast prices to you. <laughs> One such trip brought me to the White Mountains of Afghanistan where an armless man told me about a ruthless warlord famous for throwing acid in the faces of his enemies and, of course, for his beautiful marquee-cut pink diamonds. After the three-day journey as I neared the madman's compound, the smell of death and human suffering was rank in the air. But I could also smell a bargain. Same company. I recorded this in my bedroom. <laughs> now you've got a friend in the diamond business. All right, well, that's one of our sponsors, ladies and gentlemen. Fantastic conflict diamonds if you want them. Okay, hey, ladies and gentlemen, this is so exciting. I have fan mail. Holy crap. There is some people. We have some fan mail. I'm excited to read them from you uh, to some of the uh, right now. I think they will be read using my, my thought mind. Here we go. Uh, this is from Tommy, age nine, Albuquerque, New Mexico. Dear Richie Stratton, are you my dad? Ah, okay. Um, we're just going to move on. <laughs> no. Uh, okay. This is from Betty Thompson. Of, uh, okay, we're going to wait on that one because my writer's going, don't so we're not doing that. Awesome. Moving on. Ladies and gentlemen, um, all right, we're going to go ahead and do, uh, we're going to do this one here. Uh, let's see. It's uh, from Roger. It's another fan letter here. It's from Roger from Whittaker, uh, oh, Roger Whittaker from Chattanooga, Tennessee. So here we go. Dear Antichrist, I found you. And that liberal American Gomorrah called Portland, Oregon, I knew the days... The end of days would find its match head, its starting shot, its inception, its beginning, its cradle, its dawn, its pilot episode, its preparation, its commencement, its initial undertaking, its first steps, its its panda birthing, its aguish first contact with the frying pan. Ooh, is that chives? Its start. In other words, that mean beginning, half of which I found with the source.com and half of which I found with my brain because I'm smart and I'm on to you, you trickster, you charlatan, you deceit monster, you... uh. Shifter, uh, that's a that's a thing. My my internet's down right now. Otherwise, there would be at least five more pages of synonyms that would spell your defeat, your demise, your end. Your okay. I know it. I know you may not know who I am, 
But I like you and I have my own show here in Chattanooga. It's called Fighting Rich of the Antichrist. And I'm spreading the word of your vileness to all who hear, which thus far is my cousin Dennis. And he has a samurai sword, so you know what's coming. It's not going to be pretty, but it is going to be deadly because we are soldiers of Christ. And I know you're an antichrist because someone invited me to your show on Facebook. And I don't live in Oregon. And I saw your picture. And the Bible says the antichrist would be charismatic and charming and sexy and irresistible and you're that so the time is not unless you call me maybe we can meet up or something or scott take you to dinner kiss on the lips my number is 423-618-0975 okay so that's nice uh i i'm a little scared of him but uh thank you very much it's very nice uh okay so that's some fan mail okay ladies and gentlemen on this show we learn a lot about religion i think we've learned we learned some things. I think we're going to learn more right now. We learned that I'm the Antichrist, but I'm not very religious, so I don't know a whole lot about that. I th- want someone that's going to explain religion to me. In fact, we have, a we-, we have a segment here. I'm going to bring them up real soon. It's called Weekly Sacrilege. We actually had a request for Weekly Sacrilege, and that is to talk about Sodom and Gomorrah. So I'm going to bring up right now the Irreverend Dan Weber in Weekly Sacrilege, everybody. If you can go on up. There he is. Our fun weekly segment, Weekly Sacrilege. Now, a reverend. Well, before we start, I want to just mention that delightful young man that sent you a letter. That was, uh, oh, yeah, was very he's, sweet he's, of him. He's definitely aware that I am the Antichrist. <laughs> well, uh, it's adorable. I, I don't think so. Okay, well, you know, maybe he's... Okay, can you tell me, uh, can you tell us about, uh, what do you know about Sodom and Gomorrah? Well, uh, first of all, we really only know a lot about Sodom, what with all the anal sex and all. Uh, Gomorrah is kind of a mystery... And secondly, uh, Sodom had a chance to be saved from destruction, even though it was apparently a really cool place to be. Okay. Okay, well, so uh, how so? I thought God was all intent on ruining everybody's fun. Well, yes, God hates anybody having fun but him. But in this particular case, he had gone to Abraham, and Abraham had convinced him if God could find ten good men Mm -hmm. in either Sodom or Gomorrah, he would spare both cities and it was only men because women and children back then were no better than donkeys. Okay, that's horrible. Uh, okay, well, did he find any good men? Um, actually, you know what? Uh, first of all, why did he have to look? He's all-knowing and all-powerful. He should just be able to figure out if there's ten people that are worth it. But uh, to answer your question, the two angels he sent to scout out the cities, uh, they, didn't, uh, they didn't question a single person. What? Well, when they showed up, uh, they were met at the gates by Lot, who's Abraham's brother-in-law, and taken immediately to Lot's house for their own protection. Well, why do they need protection? Well, I don't think you'd believe me if I just told you, so we'll have to read it from the good book. Okay. We turn now to Genesis 19, 3 through 8. He urged them greatly, and they came into him and entered into the house, which made him a feast and baked unleavened bread, and they ate. But before they lay down, the men of the city, the men of Sodom, surrounded the house, both young and old, all people from every quarter. They called to Lot and said to him, Where are the men that came into you this night? Bring them out so that we may have sex with them. Lot went out to the door and shut him after him. He said, Please, my brothers, don't act so wickedly. See now, I have two virgin daughters. Please let me bring them out to you, and you may do to them what seems good to you. Only don't do anything to these men, because they have come under the shadow of my roof. Clearly, clearly, the men of Sodom wanted to run a train on these two angels. And Lot, (laughs) as a very generous neighbor, 
just decided to offer up his two daughters for gang raping instead. Holy shit, that's fucked up. Okay. Uh, that's the Bible for you. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't... Look, I mean, it, 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 the thing is, like, the angels, first of all, the, the men of Sodom turned down his offer because they only wanted man-ass. And the angels were nonplussed by this whole thing, so they told Lot they were just going to destroy the city in two days, regardless of what happened. And Lot, in a panic, goes to tell his family, we've got to get the fuck out of here. And they were like, eh, we think you're joking. And so Lot, frenzied and in a panic, takes a very long nap. <laughs> yeah, well, uh... That doesn't make any sense. What kind of person is Lot if his family, he just thought he was joking? What kind of person is Lot's family? That they well, I mean, that? you know, Lot was apparently quite a trickster, and uh, offering up your daughters for gang raping is extremely tiring. But <laughs> when he woke up from his nap, he went out, he convinced his wife and his two daughters that they needed to get the hell out of town. And as they fled, while the city was being wiped from the face of the earth, his wife looked back at the cities and was turned immediately into a pillar of salt. Okay, well, damn, that's pretty messed up. Uh, yeah, it's a, uh, you know, it left, it left Lot, it left thousands dead and Lot destitute and alone, but, you know, God is love. Okay. God well, is love. That is, oh, I guess so. Well, that is severely messed up. Is there any lesson that we can learn from this? Any lesson at all that we can take away from this? Uh, yes, Richard, my son, there is one lesson that we can learn. There is absolutely nothing God hates more than butt fucking, including the rape of small children. Which is really good information to know if you're an everyday psychotic scumbag. Okay. Well, right. that, that's, uh, I think we learned something. Yeah, everybody. We all learned something today, children. Thank you so much for the, uh, the, the lesson. So, uh, yeah. once again, everybody, this is the Irreverend Dan Weber in a good segment night. we call Weekly night, Sacrilege, everybody. Weekly Sacrilege. <laughs> well, tonight... On Tonight on the Rocks, we are going to find us a game show. We have a variety of game shows we're going to try out tonight. We're very excited to bring them up. The first of which we're going to bring up right now. A man, uh, Jimmy Newsetter, is coming on the stage right now telling us all about our first game. Hey, thanks so much, Richie. Great to be here, buddy. Thanks for having me. Now, uh, I really wanted to ha have this game show have the look and feel of a real-life game show on television. So I went ahead and I recruited my friend and personal assistant and writer for Tonight on the Rocks, Whitney Street, to give me a hand here tonight. Give it up for Whitney Street. Isn't she great, folks? Yes. Are you ready, Whitney? Okay. Hey, everybody, it's time to play everybody's favorite game in the whole wide world. It's time to play What's Your Phone Number? All right. Yes, yes, yes. Boy, I got to tell you, I was a little worried when I came down here tonight. Between the name of the place and all the hot ladies, I was afraid I may catch fire. But that's okay. I think I'll be all right. Fortunately, I have enough cool drinks to keep me safe. All right, let's get into it right now. But first, let's go over the rules of the game. <laughs> uh, rules of the game are fairly simple. Uh, I happen to have a bottle of vanilla vodka in my car. And <laughs> you give me your phone number, you win. <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah. But that's not all. The funk don't stop there. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. 
Once you give me your phone number, you will be randomly, you will be inserted into our random daily prize drawing. Huh? <laughs> right? Prizes include, but are not limited to, early morning calls, late night calls, drunk calls, just because calls, calls where I go to dial your phone number, but chicken out before hitting send, calls where you, I it's hang up as soon as you answer, drunk calls, calls from the mall, calls from outside your house, calls from inside your house. Texting, sexting, and dick pics. <laughs> you must be over 21 to play. No dudes. All right. <laughs> Let's get right into it. It's time to play. What's your phone number? <laughs> all right. Uh, anyone at all? Anyone? Just anyone? Just come on up. Give me your number. It's fine. Just anyone at all. It's just all you gotta do is come up and give me your phone number. It's a pretty simple game. Uh, I don't. I'm not really that picky. Uh, just. <laughs> okay, guys, let's really get into it now. Let's go. What's your phone number? <laughs> All right. Because um, uh, anyone, doesn't matter. Just doesn't, doesn't matter whatsoever. Um, I, uh, I, I don't have a date for Valentine's Day. I'm just really hoping that, you know, maybe... <laughs> you know what? I'm I'm sorry. I really I guess I underestimated the uh, the popularity of this game. I'm really I'm really sorry, Richie. I'm really. What? You got me a number? All right. Writer, performer, title, Rex, Will Woodruff. Everybody, this is amazing. Thank you, Will. This is great. So let's check it out. Um. Um. This, this is a number for Alcoholics Anonymous. Yeah, yeah, you should call. You should definitely call that number, dude. We care about you. You should also give that number to Ricky. Wait, wait. I'm sorry. Can women be alcoholics? Do you exist? All right. I guess we're taking this show on the road. Sorry, Richie. You know how it works in the biz. Peace right. out, suckers. I'll see you on the flip side. All right, there we go. That was definitely an attempt at a game show. Okay. Well, we have some more fan mail, ladies and gentlemen. Let's read some of them right now. What do you say? We have uh, this fan mail right here. Oh, that's right. This one uh, comes with a, a, car, a picture here. Oh, okay. Um, let's read it. This is from Alicia D. Flowers from Olympia, Washington. All right. Dear Richie, I think you are one of the funniest guys in the world. Even though you only have a few episodes out, I've listened to your show's podcast over and over. I'm sure if I was to see you live, I couldn't keep my hands off you. I'm going to be in Portland next week, and I was wondering if you could get me into the show. I included a picture of myself. I don't really have a lot of money since I'm quitting school and moving out of my parents' house. I think I might be in love with you. I think I just can't stop thinking about things I want to do to you. I mean, I know I'm only 17 years old. No, hey, whoa, okay. No, (laughs) we're just going to stop right there. Jesus Christ, okay. Well, that was fun. (laughs) Okay. Oh, God damn it. Uh, All right, that's enough fan mail. Gee, okay. You know what? 
Let's make a game show. I have a good game show we can do. Let's call it Why Does God Hate Me? That's what we're going to do. That's a good goddamn game show. Why does God hate me? So you wish to know why God hates you? Uh, yeah, yeah, why? Do you remember when you were six years old, you shot a mother bird out of the nest with a slingshot as she was feeding her young? I, well, I kind of remember that, but is that all it takes to get to head to hell? No, no, there were many more things you did which attracted my wrath. For instance... Do you remember at the age of 13 when you told a young girl named Helga that she was ugly and stupid? Well, I, I don't remember. I probably I was kind of a pretty big dick back then. Uh, but I don't, I don't remember a girl named Helga is the thing. There was, oh. and you crushed her spirit. Here's another. At 19, you beat up a kid in art school. <laughs> I, I, uh, well, I mean, I might have beat up a kid when I was 19, but I never went to art school, so I... Denial is no path to salvation. How about this? At age 34, you and 3,000 others attempted to unsuccessfully overthrow the German government in Bavaria, leaving many dead and injured. No, 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 wait, no, 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 no. A, I'm 30, and uh, B, never been to Germany, let alone tried to overthrow, like, like anything. I just, just... Truth is forever binding. Do you remember 1934... When you became the first dictator of Germany? Wait, do you think I'm Hitler? Well, you did kill 11 million civilians. No, 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 no. My name is Richie Stratton. I was born in 1982. Hitler, this is 2013. Hitler's long been dead. He's dead now. Uh, so you didn't invade Poland? No. Austria? No. France? No! I haven't invaded any countries. Not even Denmark? No, how can you confuse me with Hitler? This is why my life has been shit. This is why. Oh. Uh, please hold. <laughs> oh, come on. Really? Please stay on the line, and the next available deity will be right with you. <laughs> this is absolutely insane. Uh, Thank you for holding. This is Buddha speaking. How may I assist your soul's need for meaning? No, no. Uh, I was on hold with God. He, I think he hung up on me. Yeah, that sounds like God. One second. <laughs> Let me see what I can reconnect you with. Hold on. Right. Hey, sorry about that. Uh, yeah, about earlier. Yeah. I've been seeing a lot of this lately. You know, things are crazy up here with spring cleaning and all. <laughs> okay. Also, we've been updating our database from Mac to Windows, and that shit's real crazy. <laughs> Those shortcut keys are tricky. But you know what we say up here? Everything happens for a reason. So don't worry. We just fixed your file. And our apologies to you. You won't have any more mix-ups, Mr. Uh, Dahmer. No, wait, hey, no, no, I'm not Jeffrey Dahmer. You have, you have wrong there. Sorry, uh, a rich white kid needs my help. Toodles! Ah, uh, fuck. So that's why God hates me, everybody. That's why. I think we learned a little bit about why my life sucks. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, 
This has been fun. We're having lots of fun. The amazing Amanda is setting up the stage right now. What we're doing is we're going to bring up a fantastic and hilarious comedian. She has just been blowing it up in Portland all over the place. And we're going to see her international uh, real, real soon. I can tell you that. Ladies and gentlemen, coming to the stage right now, the very funny and talented Andy Main, everybody. Andy Main. shit over there. Awesome. Hi, Dante's. How's it going? Woo! I'm your traditional stand-up comic for the night. This has been a great fucking show. I've had a blast. Um, so I was trying to figure out whether or not I'm an asshole. I was doing a character assessment. And on one hand, my good qualities, like when someone's waiting for me to cross the street and I'm a pedestrian, I'll do a little jog to save them a couple of seconds. I'm considerate like that. And that's like the only good thing I can find to say about myself. <laughs> On the other hand, the things about me that truly do make me an asshole, one is that I really love British punk rock from the 80s. I can't help it. Yeah. When someone in a song goes, Oi, Maggie Thatcher! <laughs> fucking love that song. It warms the cockles of my heart. And then the other thing that seals the deal... So then I'm a vegan. That's some grade A asshole material right there. I'd say the most compelling reason why I went vegan is because I gave up on joy. And I eat ridiculously named foods that try to impersonate delicious foods, like I eat tofuti cuties. Those are little soy based ice cream sandwiches, they're enchanting. And then I'll eat fakin. Faken should be called fawful because it's fucking awful. I also eat tofurkey. I genuinely love tofurkey. I love tofurkey so much that I've written the people that make it at Turtle Island Foods in order to ask them to come up with a cruelty free version of turducken because I really want to eat tofucking. Oh, she went there. Indeed. It rhymed even, you guys. It's the real shit. Um, so, you know, it's, it's hard being a vegan because nobody really understands it. Like, everybody rolls their eyes when I mention it. And I'm not one of those vegans that goes out of the way to mention it. It's just really easy to write material about it. But um, it's like, I feel like it's the dietary equivalent of being a Jehovah's Witness sometimes. And um, I made myself a promise for me to maintain my veganism because it's really difficult I promise myself that when I turn 70, I'm going to eat pate foie gras every goddamn day like a fat fucking Frenchman. Because fuck it, I'll have drank enough soy milk by that point that I've really earned it, I think. Another thing is that I'm trying to quit smoking. I'm really bad at it. I'm always bumming cigarettes off my friends. I promise myself that if I can maintain being a non-smoker until I'm 70, I'm going to celebrate by shooting heroin. Yeah, because I don't really see the point of being 70. I do see the point of doing heroin. Also, I'm going to volunteer because I believe in my community. Yeah. yeah. How are you guys doing? You're booing me? That's awesome. Thanks, buddy. Um, so my husband's British, and that's ever so goddamn delightful. 
The worst part about being with a British man is that I lose all of my arguments with him because his accent is superior to mine. Like, we'll be at dinner having a political conversation and I'll say something very witty and relevant, like, why the fuck is Nancy Reagan still alive? Paul will throw down his fork and disgust to me and he'll yell, you Americans, you toil under the audacity of hope. While we, the British, carry the burden of knowledge. It's a verbatim quote from my dinner table, guys. I don't have anything to refute that statement, so I just yell, Go America! I can't really commit to it, so I always lose our arguments. It's terrible. The best part about being with an Englishman is when something awful happens to Paul. Like, he'll come up to me, and he'll yell, Oh, God, the dog! It just fought it in my mouth! And I'll think to myself, oh my God, you sound just like Daniel Craig. Because that's how Daniel Craig sounds in my head. (laughs) The other amazing thing about my husband is that he's an anarchist. And I think that's adorable. He's 45 years old, and he believes that if he wears skinny black jeans and a spiky jacket, eventually he'll overthrow capitalism. It's going to happen any day now. I call him my little Peter Panarchist because I think it's just so damn cute. My mom, on the other hand, she's a member of the Republican Party. She's a real-life Republican. It's rare to find those in Portland. But I find it, I'm thankful for it because she reminds me every day that entitled white people are the devil. (laughs) They really are. Um, And so when I'm having dinner with them, I consider myself to be an I don't give a fuck a crat. And what I believe in is drinking red wine and staring into oblivion. And then giggling to myself while I imagine my husband dressed up like Peter Pan. That's how I get by, guys. <laughs> so, um, I've got a back condition that prevents me from going on roller coasters. What I like to do instead is go on what I call a paranoid emotional roller coaster. And this is how it works. I smoke pot and I go somewhere that I shouldn't be stoned. Like I'll go stand in light in the bank and I'll look around and I'll think to myself, nobody knows I'm stoned right now. And that's where either panic or giggle. Someday I'd like to go to church stoned and sit in the pew and think to myself, only Jesus knows I'm stoned right now. It's on my bucket list. Uh, so where am I? Let's see, I'm getting old, you guys. Um, I just had a birthday. My hair's turning gray. And uh, I was walking through downtown, and I'm thinking, Andy, maybe you ought to update your look a little bit because you've been dressing like an angry 15-year-old ever since you were an angry 15-year-old. And I was thinking about that right when I saw this kid. He was wearing plaid shorts with a Cosby sweater. And then like a maraschino cherry on top of an unfortunate hipster Sunday. He was wearing a Robin Hood hat with a feather in it. And despite all logic, I was actually really happy to see this kid. Because it meant that I could dress however I wanted and I wouldn't be the biggest asshole in Portland. You like that in the band over there? No rim shots yet? Okay. The band over there. There we go. That's good. Give me some drinking music. Killing it. Um, So I left my phone at work the other day, and that was crippling for me because I have an iPhone and I rely on it for everything. 
I even had to look at my bus the old-fashioned way, which was to ask someone else with an iPhone when my bus was coming. And so I was faced with this dreadful bus ride where I only had two options. I could listen to my own thoughts, which are just awful. Or I could listen to other people's conversations. And this is the conversation I heard. It was this burnt-out 40-year-old Brosif. He used to be king of the high school, but life is not going so well for him because he's on the same bus as me. And he had the type of ponytail that either belongs to a pedophile or a magician. You're just never sure. And he was talking to his lady friend, and this is what he was saying. Look at this, honey. They put up a new bar. Can you believe that? They opened a brand new bar right here. And she said, you only notice that because you're an alcoholic. And he said, no, I'm not. I notice lots of things. Look, there's a Kentucky Fried Chicken. As if his powers of observation would refute his alcoholism. <laughs> and so, to my delight, he narrated my entire bus ride home. But, you know, I kind of felt like I missed out on an opportunity because I could have followed him home and recorded him. And then the Bukowski novel would have just written itself. <laughs> yeah, you guys are a literary crowd. You get Bukowski jokes. Oh, just you. All right, sir. I'll give all of my attention to you right now. Yeah, I like your mustache. I don't mean it. I don't, I don't give a shit. Um, so I live in the shitty part of town. I live in the part of Portland where full-grown men ride BMX bicycles. Off-road? Yeah, it is off-road because there's no sidewalks in my part of town. And it's like they don't need to wear a T-shirt because they're on meth, so they don't, they don't mind. And that's the funny thing. It's because like, I live near a Walmart, and people always say that Walmarts are bad for independent businesses. But last I checked, meth labs are independent businesses. And those are just abundant around Walmarts. The first time I visited my neighborhood, it was like 10 years ago, and I was on my way to work. Um, I was bicycling to work. And the series of events I'm about to describe, this all took place in like 30 seconds, but I'm pedaling my ass off to work, and something hits me on the side of my head. So I stop my bike, because I think I'm getting killed. I stop my bike in front of a bus stop, and at that moment, a bus pulls up to me processing what's going on. And this is what it sounds like when I'm processing what's going on while the bus doors open. It's, motherfucking cocksuckers! Because what happened is that some asshole threw, threw apples at my head while I was on my bike. So the bus doors open, reprocessing, then they shut, and the bus promptly speeds away because I'm obviously not a good candidate for the bus at that moment. And then I bike to work while crying. It's okay, guys. It's okay. I'm fine now. I'm fine. And then, like, six months ago, I'm at the same bus stop, and the bus that I didn't need pulled up the back of the bus doors open, and out of the back of the bus door, <laughs> out of the back of the bus comes flying a peanut butter milkshake, and it hit me in my vegan fucking mouth. That's how I know it was a peanut butter milkshake. So you guys, I don't wait for the bus there anymore because I'm tired of people throwing food at me. That was a mean bus stop. You're right. <laughs> so, um... I was on the bus recently, and I noticed this very attractive couple. That's the first thing I noticed, is that they were very handsome. And then the second thing I noticed is that they were blind. And I thought that was interesting, because even though they couldn't see, they knew that it was important for a hot person to be with a hot person. 
And you guys are a smart crowd. I don't want to patronize you with the fact that they were on a blind date. (laughs) That they were literally on a blind date. And that got me to thinking, if I ever need a hit on a blind person, I better come up with something pretty good because they're obviously savvy. Like, you can't go up to a blind person and say, oh, you have beautiful eyes. That's a backhanded compliment at best. So you guys, if, you, if any of you ever need a hit on a blind person, you can use this line. You can go up to them and you can say, you look as good as cheesecake tastes. Because cheesecake tastes good and they can't see. That's the joke, guys. Rim shot. Come on. <laughs> so who loves bacon? Awesome. Who loves bacon to the point that it's become a sexual fetish? Sweet. I want to let you know that at my local little video store, I noticed on their marquee that they're currently offering bacon-flavored lubricant. Which one is that? Taboo Adult Video. 102nd and Powell. Yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah. Get yourselves on over. When I try to figure out why bacon-flavored lubricant exists, I think it's for people who want to eat buttholes, but they don't like how butthole tastes. And that makes sense, because if something tastes like shit, you're at least going to want to put some salt on it. (laughs) Or bacon. But guess what? Bacon's salty. That's why the joke works. Thanks for your workshopping. Okay. (laughs) So, sometimes... Shut up. Sometimes... I like to sit back and reflect on the moment that must have occurred that inspired the creation of bacon-flavored lubricant. And I think it went like this. Hey, how you doing? Oh, I'm good. Well, great. Do you want to eat my butthole? No. But what if it tasted like bacon? Well, then I'm fucking in. Let's go. Yeah. And that's why we have bacon-flavored lubricant is because there's people in the world with remarkably poor impulse control. While we're on the topic of flavored lubricant, I thought I'd let you know that that taboo adult video at 102nd and Pal, they're also offering whiskey-flavored lubricant. Yeah. When I try to figure out why whiskey-flavored lubricant exists, I think it's for people who want to know what it's like to buttfuck Ernest Hemingway. I said shut up. So if that idea appeals to you, I want to let you know that you can stop by your local little video store on your way home. You can pick up some whiskey-flavored lubricant, and then you can literally replay a farewell to arms. (laughs) It's a literary pun based on butt-fucking. So I think that's my time. Where's Richie at? All right, Richie. I'm Andy Main. Thank you. Andy Main, everybody. Andy Main. Let's let get Thunderbottom get settled here. There he is. Thunderbottom is currently set. There he is. All right. Fantastic set. Everyone, once again, Andy Main, everybody. Andy Main. So, Andy. So, Richie. Tell me about yourself. You did something recent. I just did this recently. I was on it. I went to Boise, and I did it via Greyhound. <laughs> and I know... 
that we share this experience. You were you did the Discover Pass. Do you want to explain what a Discover Pass is? Uh, the Discovery Pass scam. It happened like back in two thousand one, where at my house I was twenty one, and uh, we had like some train hoppers stop in to visit because they're seasonal in sure. Portland. They come in during the springtime and they leave by the winter. They're they're like snowbirds, and um, they showed me that you could photocopy a Greyhound bus pass that had unlimited mileage. Like you can use it for ninety days. All you had to do was change your name on the pass. Right. And then you could go wherever you wanted, all around America. It was very inspiring. So where'd you go? Uh, I went to Philly, and then I train hopped to Minneapolis, and then I went to Florida, and then I took a three-day bus ride back home to Portland all Jeez. at once. Oh, dude, that's bad. <laughs> it th- was bad. So it's about day one and a half that, that you're like, I could kill a man. I yeah. could kill it just for my own seat. I could do that. I um I only had five dollars for the whole trip. Well, how'd you what? How'd you live? Because here's the thing, people on the Greyhound, they specifically stop in places that are ex- exceptionally overpriced, and your only option is either the overpriced restaurant or McDonald's. And so, vegan you, what are you eating? I ate Oreo cookies for three days. Nice. I, I had like a dollar saved or dollar fifty if I was feeling generous. Oh yeah. Per day. If you want to be a big baller, dollar yeah. fifty. Dollar <laughs> fifty. About ten Oreos. Those are vegan. Okay. <laughs> and um, I, there was this one moment in Sacramento where I just stared at this woman eating a pickle, like um, like, like jealous. She was God, she was gone. To me. I wanted <laughs> if that I pickle. Could just have that I pickle. Just wanted. Thank a God, I'm a human garbage disposal because it's like, <laughs> oh man, I just shove all sorts of crap in my body when I'm doing that. Now, this was very interesting. You were involved in a fantastic festival not too long ago, the All Jane No Dick Festival. There was a little dick on the side. There was a little dick on the side. <laughs> Who? Well, I wasn't there. Who was there? Oh, it was just, um... Hey, hey, you're helping. I said shut up again. Hey. <laughs> Get uh, you can, Not soon enough. All right. Nobody likes you. That's okay. It's fine. He likes himself. Oh, yeah. Did he, did he say his bob? He, he, no, he said his mom for oh. good reason. Um, all right. Anyway, he's, he's, he's helping us out. Yeah, yeah, you're awesome. You're awesome. I like, um, I like how we have matching hair. Do we? Yeah. Do we? takes a special kind of uh, Scotch-Irish person to, to create that. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, uh, well, well, what are you, are you going to be around? What are you doing next? What's, uh, what's happening? Tomorrow night, I'm doing the weekly recurring humor night with Whitney Street. That's awesome. One of our writers, Whitney Street, the weekly recurring humor night. You can see that at Tonic. Starts at 9. Starts at 9, ladies and gentlemen. Please check her out. She's going to be at 33rd and Sandy at the Tonic Lounge at 9. All right. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I had fun. Thank you so much. Andy Main, everybody. That was fantastic. Thank you so much, Andy Main, everybody. All right. Well, we are buzzing through this show, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you're enjoying yourself. I know you are. Okay. Well, we have some more fan mail. I, uh, I'm pretty excited. I'm so happy that, I mean, we're just a fledgling show. We're a little over a month old, and to just get fan mail this early is very exciting. And I'm, I'm so excited to read these. Hopefully, this one won't be from another 17-year-old girl, because that was a little weird. All right. Here we go. Um, this one... Ladies and gentlemen, is from Galactus Devourer of Worlds. He's omnipresent. Okay, let's see what he has to say. Human, prepare your planet for ingestion. Galactus the Destroyer demands sustenance. None shall be spared. Disregard all notions. 
actions, your demise shall be swift and unpleasant. Sincerely, GDW the Third. All right, one of my fans, Galactus Destroyer of Worlds, people. All right. Uh, well, this one's a little weird. Okay, uh, this is from Richie Stratton, uh, The Future. Okay, let's see what the Richie Stratton in The Future. Uh, hey, all. Yeah, uh, don't even worry about that last guy's letter. Silver Surfer saved us all. It wasn't even a big deal. Kisses, Richie. <laughs> okay. That's kind of like me. Okay. Uh, P.S. Next week's episode turned out real shitty, so let's work on that. Okay, thanks, bye. Okay, I'll get on that. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, I sound so polite. Um, all right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I, okay, well, this is another one here. This is actually from Jimmy Neustadt. You saw him earlier. He did What's Your Number? A uh, very funny comedian and uh, writer for the show. Uh, Jimmy Neustetter, but this is from The Past. All right, Jimmy Neustetter, The Past. Dear Tonight on the Rocks. <laughs> Love Jimmy. That's uh, Jimmy Newsetter from the past, everybody. Absolutely. Okay, well, this is uh, great. I, we're going to try another game show out. Uh, this one I'm very excited about. I think it's going to catch on. I think it's going to be amazing. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, I'm going to introduce Will Woodruff in a segment we like to call in a game show called Dancing with Will, everybody. Here we go, Dancing with Will. Okay, so um, explain your game show there, uh, Will. What, uh, what do you need and what would what, you like? What, 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 what do you have? What are we, what, what are we, what are we uh, doing? What are we doing? We need three people from the audience to come in. Uh, three people. And dance, interpretive dance. All right, come on up, right come over on there. Up come on up. Fun and prizes. Fun and prizes, come on up. Let's do this. There will be prizes, right. September, and get on up here, come on. Give it up for this. Fine, gentlemen. There we go. We need two more suck. Uh, oh my goodness! Right over there. I think two will do. We'll do two. Two, 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 two is fantastic. Fuck yeah! We got three. Is, we right. got three. Look Come on! Up. They're Come all on coming up. up. Give it up for this. Give nice it up for these brave people. Come on up. All right. All right. Uh, so now we have our three contestants. So basically, uh, the way the sh uh, the way the game show works is uh, we're gonna get something from the audience, and then uh, we have to interpretive dance. Uh, the point across. Um, so this is as questionable as it sounds. <laughs> um, so first of all, let's get our contestants' names. What's your name, sir? Liam. Liam, Liam. everybody. Uh, sorry, and Rachel? Easy one. Rachel. Rachel. Give it up for Rachel and Elizabeth. And Elizabeth. Give it up for our fine contestants. <laughs> all right. So we're going to need a thing from the audience, and then we've got 30 seconds to make a dance out of that thing. Okay. That just happened. That's topical. That's very topical. Okay. Let's do something a Died little... Died from getting stabbed in the bottom. Did he? Yeah, it's an actual thing. Wow. <laughs> Can we do something a little less um, fucking retarded? No. Um, and... Whoa, hold on. No, Every... what? Oh. Traversable wormhole. What? That, uh, I think... Oh, see, he's, he's already working on hey. something. Yeah, you have to wait, sir. 
All right, Neil, I think it's reversible wormhole sounds. I think, all right, so we got 30 seconds. We're going to have a, a little meeting. Can we get a dope bass Can we get some, uh, yeah, yeah right, can we cool. get some fun little music? Right. I don't really have a clock, so we're just going to gist this 30 seconds thing. that I made with my arms. All right. This is Dancing with Will, ladies and gentlemen. Winning cash and prizes. These three people. Well, let's go ahead and move the microphone so everyone can see all the interpretive dance. We want to see all the movement, all the, all the, all the artistry that we're about to see. Okay. All right, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen. We need another thing. That was close. We need another thing. I thought. I thought. I thought the. There's. It's really hard to compete. I know. When if you're doing, when all doing it, it at the same time. So how about this? How about this? I want you. They're gonna okay. give something from the audience. Okay. You are gonna dance right on the spot. As sure. you're dancing, they're gonna think of how to dance with me. Not with you individually. So we can we can all judge them individually on that their dancing skills. Wonderful. It does sound wonderful. I know. I came up with it with my brain. That's uh, really good. Boom. Okay. All so. right. So we need. You know, we can do... You know, we're going to take that last suggestion. The finding King Henry III's King uh, remains. Uh, okay, okay. So That's what we're doing. It's not, King so Henry here we go. Will, show them how... This is, this is to set the standard, ladies and gentlemen. Will is going to dance... This is more ranting than dancing very bad so they you set the bar real low so that's good that's good all right all right you remember names all right here we go rachel all right this is rachel rachel's interpretive dance it's very good way better Still very good. Yeah. Yes. The French judge gives her a questionable dismount. All right, Liam. All right, Liam. All you, buddy. Liam. Give it up for Liam. All right, all right. 
All right, we're going to do an applause meter applause meter for it the judgment. It looks shockingly like the timer earlier. Here we go. Here we go. If you like Rachel, give her a round of applause. Okay. If you liked Elizabeth and her awesome interpretive dance, give her a round of applause. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Yeah. Liam, it looks grim, buddy. All right. If you liked Liam's interpretive dance, give him a round of applause. Wow, I fucking hated him. Wow. Well, we deducted points for prop use, so oh, that's oh, a yeah, huge that's, part of it. That's true. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, that's uh, that's not enough claps to win. Uh, the the winner is obviously Elizabeth. Everybody, the winner! Yay! All right. So, what's her prize? What is her prize? Elizabeth, you get a choice of three prizes. They're amazing. We have goofy glasses. <laughs> oh. We have. Those things in a pill form that turn out to be animals. They're really the fun. Cool things. We also have this ice cream cone that you can hit Don't people with. All right, second place winner, come on up. Second place winner, that would be Rachel. You get your choice. Oh, she chose the animal. She knows what's up. Oh, there you go. There you, you go. You get some wacky glasses, glasses Liam. Give it up for all the contestants. Yay. All right, now, please, it's been fun, but... Dismount. There you go, dismount. Yeah. So thank you so much Try once again, the contestants dismount. of Dancing with Will. Uh, Elizabeth, by the way, your other prize is we are going to give your phone number to Jimmy Newstetter. Um, so that if you could like too. not do that, that would be awesome. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that'd be good. Thank you so much, Will. Yay! Yay! Thank you guys for having Will me. Will Woodruff, Yay. everybody, and that beautiful flower in his hair. Not to mention his lovely shawl and fake pearls. He is absolutely delightful. Well, that one wasn't so bad. I don't know. I like that one. I think that game show might come back. I enjoyed it. What do you think? That game show, yes, possibly. Okay, that was good. I like that one. I like to see uh, Will dress and drag more. Um, all right, this is, uh, we got another game show. This is pretty exciting. It's the last one. That last one was pretty good, but uh, I don't know. These guys actually contacted me during the first show. As soon as they heard about the show, they contacted me. Uh, very, very adamant to get their t their game show into America. And we got them down. That's actually why we're doing this theme tonight is, is for these guys. Um, they are from the free state of Roxlania, everybody. Uh, give it up for Yuri and Mikhail Pavlidov, everybody. Yuri and Mikhail Pavlidov. Uh, this is going to go like gangbusters. All right. Uh, Hello, Richie. Uh, hi. We are so glad to be here. Okay. Well, glad to have you. Thank you so much for coming out. I'm, I'm sorry I'm sorry we couldn't pay for your trip. That's okay. We love being here. Okay. Portland, Idaho, greatest party state. Party! Uh, well, it's, uh, it's Oregon, but okay. Uh, you got a game show? What'd you bring with you? A game show? Yes. Uh, we bring to you greatest game in all Roxton and Onya. Drive the women crazy. Ultimate mm -hmm. fulfillment. We bring to you... Egg bag! What? You beg for egg and win. Here, I'll show you. I am egg master. Start. Start! Please, I need egg. Are you beg for egg? My crops, they have dried up. My family is starving. I need egg. You must beg for egg. 
I beg you for egg. Winner! Yay! Yay! Uh, okay. Uh, I don't really get it, guys. What, what's not to get? Here, here. We show you again. We show you again. You are egg master. Okay, start! Please, I must have egg. The crops, they are failing, and the soldiers are going to come any moment. Are you beg for egg? I have no one to turn to. The withers, they are attacking my entire family. They have nowhere to turn. I must have egg. Oh, you must beg for egg! <laughs> I beg for egg. Winner! I am king of beg for egg! Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, guys, uh, this game seems a bit simple. You do not think it's complicated? Here, let me show you. Here, you are egg master. Start! I do not need egg. I am fine. You lose! Oh, fuck! <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, guys, I'm, uh, I'm sorry you came all this way. No, 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 no. We have many you other got games. In the back no, 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 we, we, have, we have more. You will be surprised. This one, number two on Happy Chart. Okay. We present to you... Like bag. That seems like the same game, guys. No, 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 no you no. will love it. You will love it. Here, here. we will play. You are a, you are leg master. Play Start. like champion. Start. Please, I must have leg. I try to farm the ground, but only rocks and clay come up. The winter is coming, and I have no more food. I have to move to a city, and I know no one. Please, I must have leg. Are you beg for leg? I live in the sewers. And rats, they steal my food. I tried to go above ground, but they beat me with horsewhip and call me gypsy. <laughs> I have nowhere to turn to, and I fear I might die. I must have leg. Oh, you must beg for leg. I, I beg for leg. Winner! No, guys, that was, that was exactly like the last game, but it was... I'm, you just can't do this, guys. I'm really sorry. Okay, 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 okay. Fine, fine, fine. We say best for last. We present to you... Cake bag! Here, I am Cake Master. Start! My daughter's birthday is coming. I must give her po happiness before polio take her. I need cake. <laughs> no, guys, no. No, no, I can't do this. No. No, we're not doing this, guys. Oh, I'm sorry. No. No, I mean, you guys are good. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for him. This is Yuri and Mikhail Plotodov, everybody, ladies and gentlemen. He's fine. No, no. Uh... Guys, I, I said you're done. Yeah, we're done. Uh, that means you gotta leave. You gotta... But we are done, so we go on break. Well, can you break off stage? Uh, we're already sitting. Okay. Uh, hey, uh, Chots, can we, gotta, we need a bouncer. Can you guys come on? Get, gotta get these guys out of here. All right. Hey! They're not good, no. Oh, come on, Chots. It's not the... All right, fine. Just uh, are you guys just you're gonna be there? The, okay, fine. Drink. Whatever. It's cool. Uh, they're gonna stay. Uh, okay, ladies and gentlemen. 
Yeah, they'll stay. Fine. Why not? Uh, really, guys, you're going to stay? There, there. Yes. We what? ask question with. You're yes. not going to. I have an interview, guy. No, you're not going to no, question. We, we have many questions. We are helper. Yes. You're not help. Okay, fine. Uh, you guys can go ahead. Stay there. If you have questions, just, you know, keep. Oh, good. You're drinking. That's awesome. Uh, you want the cake? I don't want cake. I want you to leave. You must beg for cake. I don't want cake. <laughs> we kid, you are a host. You do not need to beg for cake. No. Just, I'm gonna bring up. I'm gonna bring up our main cast. You just stay there and you hush up. All right, ladies and gentlemen, who's ready for our main guest? Who's ready? Who's ready for the our main guest? I'm excited. Sexy time! Yeah, sexy That's time. Borat. Ah, All right. I have limited All right. references. Okay. You guys hush up. I'm going to bring up this guy. He is a electronic music pioneer, ladies and gentlemen. He's been all around. I can't wait for you to introduce him. We can learn more about him. Put your hands together for David Lilligrad, everybody, right now. Hey. Lilligard, sorry. Hey. Thank you so much for being here. Hey, man, how's it been? How are you doing? Doing good. Well, cool. Let's uh, find out. So you are currently a part of uh, uh, an electronic group called Downcast, right? Yes. Now, can you explain it a little bit? Well, I do all the beats and programming, and I have a mm -hmm. female vocalist. She actually won the contest. Oh, the female vocalist won the contest. Of course, natural show, uh, show woman. That's fantastic. <laughs> Way to go. And we're called Downcast. We're Down currently working on a new album. Right on. Cool. Uh, now... I heard you brought you brought uh, a mix, right? Yes, very yes. cool. It's something uh, I mixed today. Really, you just mixed it today? Yeah, yeah. Very cool. Uh, is, would it be possible, Neil? Can we uh, can we play that little three minute song for us?
Downcast, everybody. Now, where can people catch you? Uh, we're going to be doing a bunch of shows this spring and summer, mm-hmm. so we're just kind of getting prepared. We've got a, a gig coming up in uh, April at Someday Lounge. Oh, very cool. That's yeah. a very cool place. Yeah, yeah. We're Downcast. We have a Facebook page. Mm-hmm. And what is that? It's Downcast. Uh, downcast. D-O-W-N-C-A-S-T-E. Okay, Downcast. Uh, make sure you check them out. And you have, a, you have a new album? You're mixing a new album right now? Yes. Very cool. Yeah, it's Untitled. Untitled, okay. So far. That's a very cool name for an album. (laughs) I like it. (laughs) Now, let me tell you about that you have been doing this for a long time. I mean, you were doing synth pop for a a while in the 80s when you started? Yes, yes, since about 87, 88. Right. Yeah, uh, I was in a group back then called Disclosure. Okay. Uh, And then I started doing more industrial music in the early 90s. Right. Played with KMFDM and... Wow. And some pretty big bands, actually, back because we were the only ones doing it in Portland at one point. Right. And it was about a year where there weren't that many people doing it. And it was, so you guys were very much innovators in Portland as far as electronic music and experimental yes. stuff. Absolutely. You actually, this was, I thought this was really cool. Uh, you were part of an early experimental uh, shows called Oral Fixation. Yes. Uh, yes. Oral. We oral. used to play at uh, Paris Theater. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. That's very yeah, cool. Before they were the Jack Shack. For the Jack Jack, back when they were the goth club. It yeah, was awesome. yeah. Very cool. Now, you, and, and you've been doing it around, and then they had trouble putting you with things. You, sometimes you got thrown in hip-hop shows. From Absolutely, yeah, yeah. 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 And, uh, for a while there, even kind of recently, we, we were doing stuff, and uh, that was always kind of weird, because being the nerdy electronic guy, right. fights would break out, and every once in a while, uh, uh, I'd have to try to break up fights, but I'm not... Much yeah, I mean, I mean you're, I'm sure you can handle yourself, but you seem like a pretty passive guy. I don't know yeah, why you would... Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But you tried to break times. up fights at well, a hip-hop club. A lot of that stuff always happened, like, because electronic music wasn't always accepted. I mean, it's, right. I'm glad it's popular now, but yeah. uh, back when I first started, I remember somebody in the audience yelling, suck my dick. And well, I would stop the music and be like, come backstage. <laughs> and then I realized it was a gate club. Right, so, so like, you just that's just a fun oh. offer. <laughs> hey man, let's have a good time. Well, that's fun. Now, uh, yeah, that's cool. And you just have been around town. Any uh, just fun stories that you can tell us about just the history of music uh, in Portland? Well, I was in a group called Anat Hema. We okay. were sort of a, a like I guess in a way we used to play, we played with Steve Reich, which is a really famous electronic artist mm-hmm. from all over. Mm-hmm. Uh, I started doing experimental music in about 1990. Right. And then we started doing... We had a show called Oral Fixation. We had a show called um, Hypnotica. Oh, that's We did a good that name. for about eight years. Good names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, 
I don't know. It was just kind of weird being an electronic musician in Portland because it was Portland's such a punk rock city. Right. And the first few shows, I mean, the first five years, I used to have to do shows with rock bands. Like, I played with Smooch Nog. Oh, that's awesome. You play with Smooch Nog. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. A lot. Hardcore gay core right there. Yeah, yeah. They're very cool. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, that's pretty fun. Did you, uh, anything fun happen with uh, working with Smooch Nog? Uh... Whoa, I'll tell God. you a fun story about Smooch Knob. I got very drunk at their house and threw up in their sink once. I'll tell you oh, that. Yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's a real thing. And uh, they uh, did not do the dishes, but uh, they were in there. Oh, and then, yeah, bad. so I did that. So they, th- they know me personally. I, I did their, f- I think I did one of their first shows with them. Really? Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, I can't remember the name of the place it was, but it was where the Ohm was. And I think mm-hmm. the Ohm is, but before it was the Ohm. Okay. I can't remember the name of that venue. Key Largo, that's right. Chots, man, also knows his shit. There we go. Thank you, Chots. So, yeah, we played at Key Largo a whole bunch there. Very cool. They sort of adopted me. uh, A bunch of industrial bands. I played with Skinny Puppy once. Yeah, very cool. Uh, Another group called Consolidated. Mm -hmm. What bands bands stuck out as far as, like, being one of the best bands to open for? Uh, Of course. Of course, Uh, Downcast. Probably my most... Memorable one was Pigface. Pigface, and yeah. what what made them so memorable? Because Martin Atkins was in uh, Martin Atkins. He was the drummer for uh, PIL. Yeah, early early PIL. And so right, he's definite icon. And so just just the opportunity to meeting play. him and you know just picking his brain. Him. Oh yeah. Was there any uh, was there any kind of particular musicians that took you under their wing? Kind of helped you uh, grow into uh, the musician you are now. My girlfriend. Oh, there we go. The winner. Jeez. Uh, Probably just the culture in the Portland at the right. time. Because we weren't really, we were like a real small circle. Now everybody with a laptop is an electronic musician. Basically, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Solenoid, David Chandler, he's, an, he's a, another local sort mm-hmm. of icon in the city. He's, we're still friends. Oh, that's very cool. Yeah, yeah. Michael Crenshaw, very cool, good friend of mine. And have you uh, done any collaborating with them or anything like that? Uh, not Michael Crenshaw, but David. Ch- you know, David Chandler. We were in a, a night human together. Oh, very cool. Early on, you know David Chandler. I don't uh, know him personally. No, right. I just know of of him. Yeah, yeah. But that's very cool. So you've just been all around. Uh, is there any 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 particular story that's kind of stuck out in your mind? Is is something that interesting, fun that you uh, do you think this audience, this fine audience out here, would love to hear about? Uh. We did a tour. We did a Northwest Noise Fest in Sacramento. Okay. The thing that stuck out in my head was how crappy that city is. Sacramento? Yeah, yeah. I remember being in the uh, bus station, and there's a big painting in the bus station of somebody uh, with a shovel of dirt, like they're breaking the ground. I was like, oh, that's their first trash. That's their first (laughs) film. But I just remember basically being broke a lot early on. Like it's, you know. Well, yeah, you're you're a starving artist. Look at. Can I have an egg? They're, well, they're obviously starving artists. They, they, they had to beg for an egg, well, and they're just eating right in front of us. That's amazing. Well, it's, it's very tasty. Do you want, do you want some? Can, can I please? Oh, uh, of course. Here's, here's cheesecake. Uh, it's, not, it's cake, but it's, it's delicious. Thank you. Okay. That's pretty rare that uh, a Roxolanian would uh, ever you know, share food with you. So that's, that's, pretty, that's something special right there. Uh, well... It's been absolutely fun. Thank you so much for uh, telling us a little bit about history and and yourself, of course. Uh, So April? April, yes. April at the... I don't have the date set yet, but 
It'll be on my Facebook page. Absolutely, your Facebook page. Now, it's a, it's, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spell it for people. Uh, electronic music pioneer, David Lilligard. It's uh, David, D-A-V-I-D. I think you know that one. L-I-L-L-E-G-A-A-R-D. Uh, go ahead and look him up. And then in April, he will be at the Someday Lounge entertaining you with his fantastic trip-hop music. And, of course, Elizabeth will be there providing help and, and, and of course, part of Downcast as well. So I hope you check them out. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for coming out. I appreciate it immensely. Once again, everybody, David Lilligard. Thank you. Hey! Well, this has been a wild show, ladies and gentlemen. Just want to tell you about next week's show. We have bizarro author of Shatner Quake, Jeff Burke, and comedian Scoot Herring, everybody. That is going to be the show for next week. This was the show for this week. I'm going to turn the floor over to the community. Thunderbottom, how about you get this thing started for us? Amanda, a little time to clean up the stage for us because I like to move around. <laughs>